But anyhow, we're glad Brother Savala's here. I want him to come tonight. I want him to obey the Holy Ghost. I just feel good in my spirit. What a service we had last night. Thank God for it. Brother Savala, come take your liberty. We love you. We're glad you're here. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. What a privilege to be part of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. I, uh, that's a very, very, very kind and thoughtful uh, of y'all. And uh, thank you, Dozen. I mean, that's just the best we can come up with in the English language. So uh, I, uh, several years ago, uh, I was thinking of the scripture, I mentioned this pastor before service, uh, where the, the scripture said the apostle Peter, they were disciples at the time, they went to the Lord. And a matter of fact, it was right after the story of the, of the young rich ruler. How many remember that story? And uh, right, right after he had left in sorrow, um, evidently it jarred, it jarred something in, in the disciples. And Peter said, well, what are we going to get in return? You know, we're, we're leaving everything. And, and the Lord didn't think that was a bad question. He didn't rebuke Peter. He didn't rebuke any of the disciples. Um, and so he said, you know, you're going to get house. No man that's left houses and fathers and mothers, brothers, sisters, so forth. Uh, the, if you left those for me, you're going to get them back in this life. In this life, you'll get them back. And in the life to come. And I was, I was thinking of that, and I thought, now, God, uh, I'm really about the only one in my family uh, outside of my, my mom that is serving the Lord. And uh, brothers and sisters, we have really don't have much to do with one another. And, and uh, you know, a lot of stuff that we walked away from, I said, how is that going to be fulfilled? And it was like the Lord opened my understanding that he placed me in the body. He placed me in the body. So family members, remember that's the same God that said that he places the solitary in families. Folks that have had, some of you took a stand, You've, you're living for God. You're some of the only ones in your family living for God. And you say, man, I'm so alone. No, God placed you in the body. He's given you more brothers and sisters than you could ever imagine. Amen. He's given you more things, more accessibility, and, and, uh, and that's kind of how I feel about uh, about y'all's uh, kindness here to us, and um, I'm just thank you is just that's the best we can do, and so we uh, we love and appreciate y'all, and uh, thank the Lord for you. Uh, turn with me if you would, Romans chapter 16. Had I, uh, uh, I I'm I'm not the pastor, not even no, I'm not a pastor. Um, I didn't do too well at it, so I just stay evangelizing, um, and so um, but uh, I'm gonna. If I had had notes, I'd just hand them up to Pastor on what some of what he was uh, in. And so, um, so this is just going to be uh, part two, I guess. Amen. I was enjoying that. And um, we're going to go to Romans chapter 16. And all, that, all of you that are listening on, uh, on, online and you got a general rebuke, I'm not going to be addressing you other than the word. So you, you got that from your pastor. So just listen. Just sit there with your Twinkies and Ho-Hos and, and nod and say amen. So Romans chapter 16 uh, and uh, verse, verse 20. And the God of peace, the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Timotheus, my work fellow 
and Lucius and Jason and Sosipater, my kinsmen, salute you. I, Tertius, who wrote this epistle, salute you in the Lord. Gaius, mine host, and of the whole church saluteth you. Erastus, the chamberlain of the city, that city meaning Corinth, saluteth you. And Cordus, a brother, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Jesus, we ask you to help us. We thank you, Lord, for your wonderful presence, God, that is in this house. Lord, you are so wonderful and so kind. And God, we ask, Lord, that your spirit would once again visit us in a mighty way. Lord, however you desire to do this service, God, however you want to end it, whatever you want to do, Jesus, we ask, God, that your will would be accomplished. We love you and praise you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. I have, I have long been intrigued by um, seemingly obscure references in the scripture. Now, when I say that, I know that you have to be careful because there's folks that try to come up with some type of new doctrines based off of those things, uh, and they get carried away. You're not going to hear any new doctrine here tonight, um, but you are, we're, we're going to focus on, on a passage of scripture that is often... Uh, you know, when you get to the end of Paul's writings, a lot of times because he gets in, it's almost like the begats. Anyone ever besides me been suffering from a little bit of insomnia? And so you just pick up the Bible and you start somewhere about, oh, Matthew 1, 2, uh, you get into the begats. Anyone besides me ever do something like that? Now, I know you spiritual folks never do. You read it and just start talking in tongues. But uh, it, it hasn't done a whole lot for me over over the years, but... But I read it because, now here's the deal. God thought it was important enough for them people's names to be in his book for eternity. That's saying something. And so, and, but still, it doesn't, it doesn't do a whole lot for us. Um, and it's just other than to know that they're there. And God thought enough of them to be there. And so it is with the Apostle Paul. He, he writes, and the Apostle Paul is a gracious man. He is a man that is given to thankfulness. And he ends... Uh, I believe every letter with some type of acknowledgement to certain people and to those that he is writing. And he acknowledges those that are with him that are also in the process of writing. Now, don't get bored and go to sleep on me. All you young people, don't check out on me just yet. I'm not yelling and screaming, so just uh, we'll get there. And so, and so look here. Now, he's closing the letter. Romans chapter 20. Oh, you know what? Before I forget. I got something here. Oh, ah, pockets. That's when you get pockets. You put stuff places. Uh, would you give that, brother, brother, um, uh, yeah, come here, brother. Get those for me, if you would, please, in, in the order I got them. Uh, and so, so when you begin to read uh, this passage of Scripture, the Apostle Paul in Romans, again, Romans 16 and 20, if your Bible's the God of peace. I thank God that I serve a God who is a God of peace. He's not a God of war. He's not a God of divisions. Although the Bible did say that he came to bring a sword to separate some things. God is a God of separation, but he's not a God of war. He's a God of peace. True separation brings peace. The true separation brings peace. When I separate myself to godliness, I have a peace with my relationship with him. 
when I'm separated to the world and, and don't, don't marvel, there's a separation. The Bible said in the book of Jude that there was a whole group of people, they have separated themselves to the sensuous. These be they who are separate, sensual, having not a love for the things of God. And so, so God is a God of peace to those that separate themselves to him. And the Bible says, he shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Then he begins to name some guys. Timotheus, which we know is Timothy. Uh, and Lucius, we don't know a whole lot more about him. Jason and Sosipater, uh, my kinsman. And all of us are thankful we don't have names like that. Uh, at least that one. And, uh, and, and, and they salute you. And I, Tertius, who, uh, every time I read Tertius, I think of Tertius, uh, who wrote this epistle, and I salute you in the name of the Lord. And then there's a fellow by the name of Gaius, who uh, it, is, it is John that later in his writings addresses uh, part, a portion of his letter to this man named Gaius, who is known for his hospitality. He's known as a brother that you can depend on wherever. If you go to that town, Gaius has got a place to stay. Gaius is going to have something to eat. Gaius is going to be the man that you want to see in the church. Praise God. Thank God there's churches full, and I know we're all supposed to be hospital to a degree. But in every church, there are some that's more prone to it than others. And everybody figures it out. Thank God for somebody that when a visitor walks in the door, when, when somebody's really going through, you know, man, that's the person we can count on in that church. Well, praise God. Now, you all know, I know, I mean, I'm, see, I could, you all know how it is. There's some of us that, that right about time we're getting ready to eat, somebody will call us and come over and we always pray they don't. <laughs> oh, Jesus, boy. You all going to play Christian with me tonight. I see. I see how it is. Go after the sinners. Well, we're preaching to everybody here right now. But this guy had a heart that you could just call on him right then. Right? The Bible says that he salutes you. And Aristus, or Erastus, the chamberlain, and, and uh, Pastor and I was funny. We, we, at lunch today, we were talking about this, and he was showing me some pictures of their trip to uh, uh, Corinth and so forth and, and uh, showed me the actual, there's an actual block a cornerstone uh, that they mentioned. This man is a man of history, not just biblical history, true Roman hi or yeah, Roman history. Uh, that they they made a a cornerstone with his name on it, in that he was instrumental in in giving that city the monies to be able to build streets. Uh, and so here's a man that he's he's big in the city, but yet he's one of God's men. Amen. God said, man, you can have a good job and be part of the city, but you can still be saved and be in my book. Thank God. Amen. There's some folks don't believe you can do anything like that, but it's possible. It's right here. Yes, sir. And so there's that man. And then, and then there's a fellow by the name of Cordus. Cordus, a brother. Now that intrigued me because it just says Cordus, a brother. That's it. Chamberlain, man, he's, he's a big wig in the city. He's a brother. And Gaius, man, everybody knows him. But now we got Cordus. Now, I, I, tried, I didn't want to get too deep into this, but I studied a little bit. And I found out that Cordus means a fourth. That's it. A 
fourth, a quarter. And so I got to thinking now, this dude, I mean, what was his parents thinking? Did they already have three, couldn't come up with another name? I mean, just, you know, what do we name him? I don't know, Cordes. He's fourth in line. I mean, just, just a brother. We don't know anything about his background. We don't, know, we don't know where he came from. We don't know his influence in the church. But it was enough that the Apostle Paul, when writing a letter, had a, a, an anointing, had an inspiration from the Lord to include a fellow by the name of Cordus, from whom we don't know anything else about. Just throw his name in. He is a brother. Just a brother. I, I'm, just, I'm just here in church and I don't really have... <laughs> I, nobody's going to miss me. Nobody. I, you know, man, if things really take off, we, we want the big city coordinator and we want, we want that guy over there that everybody knows and he's good at putting things together. But I'm a nobody. And God says, oh, no, no. I include just brothers and sisters. Their name don't even mean a whole lot. It's just a quarter. That's all you are. But if I'm only going to be a quarter, I'm going to be the best quarter I, I can ever be. I'm going to do everything for God. This man, whatever his family name was, whatever his family background was, had done enough for God that God said, hey, while you're thanking everybody, Paul, put Cordes' name in there. He's just a brother. He's not a pastor. He's not a laborer. He's not a, a lay pastor. He's not, he not really anybody. He's just a brother. And so for just a little while, I'm going to just extract that. A quarter. Everyone say quarter. quarter. Now, you, you, the title people, Cordus. That's it. And that way when folks look on YouTube, and they, they think it's Greek or something. They're like, my good horses. And that'll run everybody off from listening to it. Or you can give it my subtitle, which is Living Life in the Fourth Quarter. All right. Living life upon whom the ends of the world has come. I'll never be a Paul. I'll never be a Silas. I'll never be a Gaius. I'll never be a Phoebe. Phoebe, look in the New Testament. That was a lady that was instrumental in running back and forth testaments and letters from Paul to different people uh, throughout. She was kind of a mail carrier for the church. I'll never be somebody that's named in the Bible. Well, no, I, but at least I can be a brother and I can be a sister in this end time. I mean, you don't understand what I've been through or where I'm going. Nobody knows my name. That's fine. Nobody knew mine either. And there's a whole lot that wish they didn't. And just thank God that you're just in the church living for God. Because God writes it down. God's got another book called the Lamb's Book of Life. And while my name never be written down here, while all I may be is just a brother and a sister, I may not go to a conference. I may not be known in some place outside of here, but God has my name written down in glory as a brother and as a sister. 
Oh, let me just, I, I feel strong. Let me just talk to some folks here. You, you have a self-esteem problem. I know this isn't exactly evangelistic preaching, but it is. Well, you just don't know my background. And, and man, always taking the tuck head and, and always well comparing yourself to somebody else. And, and man, if I could just be like that, let me tell you something. You're going to be miserable the rest of your life. Somewhere, you just got to say, God, I, I'll just be the best brother. I, I'll just be the best sister. I, I'll just do whatever I can do. I mean, it starts at young ages. I said it starts at young ages. Now, some of you all don't know about this. Some of you do. Some of you come, and I, I hate getting into some of my testimony, but it's the best way I can illustrate a point, so please forgive me. It ain't a Joseph Allah thing, but you got to understand, from the youngest I was raised, you're going to be like your father. My father ran out on my mama, went off with two women. My father did all kinds of ungodly things. You're going to be like your father when you grow up. I had church people as I was growing up. You're going to be like your father when you grow up. I didn't want to be like my father uh, but that's the name that I had uh, and that's what it was going to be and the more I tried to fight it in the flesh uh, I'm going to tell you something the more I became him uh, you'll never be like this you'll never be like that uh, and I started believing that junk uh, until somewhere uh, God got a hold of my life uh, and it took some time I said it took some time matter of fact even after I got the Holy Ghost uh, I fought some of that junk uh, Somewhere you got to say, you know what? I, I'm a child of God. Nobody may ever know who I am, but I'm going to do something for God. I can't afford uh, to be washed out. Uh, I can't afford uh, to be lost uh, after everything God's done for me. Somewhere, I read your, I ain't got time for this. Read your Bible. How many men that God used that were often the offspring of prostitutes. Oh, they had emotional problems. But they became victorious in spite of it. Why? Because when you get God in the mix and you decide, I'm going to serve God, God can take rotten past. God can take abuse. God can take all that stuff and say, I'm going to raise up a cordis. They ain't got a name everybody's going to know, but I know of a... The world would call this just self-help. The world would call this just some psychology. I can get in all them terms. I understand all that stuff. And let me just tell you, there's elements of it that they're right. Prove it. There's folks that's raised terrible and they don't talk in tongues. They don't live for God. But they've learned how to grab a hold of some principles and raise above it. They're not healed on the inside. They need the Holy Ghost. But they've learned how to grab a hold. It's the same way that there's folks that they don't believe the apostolic doctrine, but they practice other biblical principles and the blessing of God comes on their life. Why? Because it works. It works if you're in truth or even if you're not in truth. How much more if I'm in truth that I ought to let it work? God, I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to be what you want me to be. Everything I do is going to be unto you. Oh, let's love the Lord right Lord now. Jesus. Jesus. 
Jesus. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I'm telling you, we're, we're preaching in some situations here right now. Your pastor ain't said nothing. I don't know. I, 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 God bless everybody that's listening, but it may be for some of them, but, but it's, God wants to help some of us in this revival. Oh, there, there may be some folks here need baptism in Jesus' name. You need to, we got young kids here. I don't know how many of them have been baptized and maybe some adults here probably that need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. I got the Holy Ghost, but you need to be baptized in water in Jesus' name. And not titles, Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. Uh, if you want to be a brother or sister, that's what it takes. Well, praise God. I'm not a brother or sister to the Trinitarian, but I am a brother or sister to somebody that's been born again of the water and spirit. Hey, that's the same gospel they had right there. Thank God. If it's good enough for these young girls here getting ready to be baptized in Jesus' name, it's good enough for everybody in the building to be baptized in Jesus' name. Cordis was an unknown uh, except for his name, uh, but he was a brother uh, above everything else. Don't you think? Oh, my God. In our world today, brother, they're, they're trying, they're attacking everything. Well, you ain't got to call me brother or sister. You know, we don't want to intimidate folks. I'm going to tell you, that's the biggest honor in, the, in my life. When I'm out around somewhere, I mean, I, I mean you don't want to be the doofus, you know, there's some folks, you know, they're in the shopping mall, super spiritual. Oh, praise God, brother. You want to kick them. Is that your brother? Yeah, they just let him out for a couple hours. I ain't talking about that mess. But man, there ain't nothing in a world that's full of sin and flesh. And, and immodesty and all of the stuff that goes with this world to be out in the be out in the middle of it and look across the sea of lost humanity and see another brother or sister I'm not really interested right now in what stripe they are of I'm not interested in all of their theologies and all that but just to know hey there's another one that's kind of like me hey brother Hey, sister, praise God. There ain't nothing, because I ain't going to do that to no sinner, because they don't want to hear praise God. They're going to curse. They're going to damn. They're going to condemn. They'll use God's name in all kinds of filth and debauchery, but not God's people. I'm a Jesus name, one God apostolic, brother and sister. I ain't got nothing to be ashamed of, and neither do you. But nobody knows me. It doesn't matter. He does. I said he does, and you got a body here that does. Just, just go away for a little while. Now, now you're already here, Slick. Y'all are here for a while now. So you start, you start missing folks going, well, where'd they go? Yeah. How, come, how come they ain't here? What's, what's going on with them? Where, why? Because you're part of the body. You're part of the local body. It means something here. When Paul's writing that letter, he said, hey, we're all here in Corinth, uh, and we got a brother named Cordus. We ain't got time to, it, 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 see, the other names, it's like everybody ought to have known who they were. But Cordus, the most we can condemn to you or, or, or commend to, him, to you about him is he's a brother. What a great commendation. 
Well, what does he do in the church? He's a brother. You can count on him to be at every church service. You can count on him to whatever needs to be done in the church. He's going to be there. Does he preach? Uh Uh-uh. Does he sing? Nope. What does he do? He's just a brother. He's just solid. He's going to be there, amen, and the preacher. When something needs to be done, he's going to be there in the middle of it. He's going to be contributing to the tithes and the offerings. He's going to be smack dab, and it starts when you're young and goes to you. He's just a brother, but look at where his name's been written down. What do I have to offer the kingdom? Well, you have your body. You have your body. Present your body. A living sacrifice. Well, brother, I ain't never taught a Bible study. I ain't never done this. Well, you can. But don't knock yourself down because you haven't. I'm still a brother. Read your Bible. In the book of Nehemiah, when they're rebuilding the wall, how many days was that? 52 days? It wasn't long. Somewhere in there. It was less than two months. I know that. And so, and so they're building the wall. Read your Bible. He starts naming different families and people that did it. And he talks about, he talks about one guy, Halohash, and his four daughters, and they built on the wall. A husband. He's got four daughters. Doesn't name the daughters. Just got, just got four daughters, and they're building on that wall. All you had to do was work for less than two months and you got an honorable mention in God's word for eternity. That's all you had to do. Two months. Four daughters. For eternity. They is building on the wall. Woo! They my family, nobody knows my family. They barely know my name. But you know what? We're building on the wall. We're building the truth church. We're doing our best for God over here where nobody knows about. We're just doing the best we can because we're living life in the fourth quarter. And we just, we ain't got a lot of time. Just building. That same story in Nehemiah. You got Halo Hash and his four daughters. Honorable mention. Woo, go get them. Good star. Get a Twinkie. Lord bless you. Another guy, another group, the Bible says, the nobles of Tekoa. The nobles that don't imagine just oh you had to less than six two less than two months you had to work. Less than two months. One guy and his four daughters. Good job. But the nobles of Tekoa, I believe it's Tekoa, the Bible said they put forth not their necks to the work. Nobles. If anybody should have been doing, it was the guys that had the name. It was the guys that were sure they were the preachers. It was the guys that everybody knew they were noble. But they couldn't put they couldn't put enough work into rebuilding the things of God for two months that God said they didn't do nothing. But one man who you don't hear anything more about, Hello Hesh, you don't know his daughter's names. One man just said, come on, babies, we're going we're going to build the kingdom of God. They didn't know that they were building something that their names was going to be permanently attached to for eternity. They didn't realize. They thought, well, well, this is important. We got to have a place to live. We got to have a place. You want to know why their walls are important, folks? Because without the walls, the enemy can come in. The walls are to keep the enemy out and so that you can do work and industry on the inside. 
It's so you can raise up families and do a great work for God on the inside. And one guy and his daughter's got a hold of that revelation and said, man, it's only going to be a little while. Let's build. Let's have a good time. It start grumbling. I wish we didn't have to do this. Why in the world are we doing this? I'm going to tell you, you do that long enough, you ain't going to get a name mentioned. You'll be on the other side with the guys that would work hard. But find somebody that's happy about the work of God, even when they're tired, even when they're sick, even when life's going against them. But they're building. Hey, we only got a little while. Let's give it all. I'm just a brother, but look what just a brother can do. Look what just a father and his daughters can do. Living life in the fourth quarter. Just down to that last stretch. Just a brother. Just a sister. I'm just a young person, Brother Savala. What do I have to offer? I'll tell you what you got to offer. Right now you have the offer, the development of habits that's going to carry you to the rest of your life. It's right now that you start falling in love with the things of God and doing all you can with the time that you got because the time that you have right now, you don't get it back. Life just gets busier. And so, if you begin to fall in love with the things of God, man, I want, I want to do something for God. I want to live for God. I want to serve God. Right now, right now, there's not a whole lot that you can do as far as doing a whole thing. You've got to be carted around by your mom anyways. That guy drives you everywhere, right? Yeah. You ain't old enough to drive. Got two legs. You can walk a little bit probably, but that's a long walk from home to here. But if you want to do something for God, you can learn to pray. Right. You can learn to read your Bible. You can learn to lock, talk to some of your friends that's just around there. What am I doing? Brother Savala, nobody knows me. What if it doesn't work? Well, if it doesn't work, it don't work. But you'll never know it will work unless you try it first. See, just, it starts there. And then you get a job. Ooh, hallelujah. Thank God for jobs. Right. Yeah, it's a job. You want to get married, don't you? Eventually. Well, no, not like that. You don't. Good. You're probably going to be single the rest of your life. God bless you. You got to get some ambition, son. Get, get some drive in you. Amen. I'm telling you, you got to get some drive. That don't come to, it's not just enough with the Holy Ghost. You got to get some drive in you. Now, I'm not talking, I'm, I'm using you as an example. I'm talking more than you. I understand that. Okay, good. All right, good. And don't get back, don't get mad, backslide over here. And then and then you won't be courtist. You'll be zero. <laughs> We'll be right. We'll be writing Demas about you, and, and we don't want to do that. Amen. You just just be a good quarters, okay? All right. And so, but you got to get some drive in you. You got to get something that says, you know what? When 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 all I want to do is just sleep, and and, and all I want to do is just relax. I get so I, it just it cracks me up. Oh, forgive me again. I, you know, now it is abusive. I was raised very very abusive. My mom was in church. I ain't got time to explain that. Uh, you know how all that went. But that lady, she's a single mom. My heart goes out to single mothers. I'm just telling you, sis. 
My mom was a single mom, raised two of us, never took a dime from the government. The woman worked anywhere from 18 to 20 hours a day. 18 to 20 hours a day for almost as long as I can remember until I got old enough to where I could carry a job. And then I began to pay for things myself. I'm just telling you, I never heard her say, well, we ain't going to church. We went to church. We was going to be dressed for church. We were going to be at church. She worked graveyard. She'd, she'd go, I'd keep her up. I'm just, I'm just telling you, we have a generation now. Well, I worked eight hours and I worked all night and I'm tired and I can't go to church. You ain't going to be a courtist. You're going to be a loser. Somewhere, somewhere you got to say, man, God, I You've done so much for me. I'm going to pull my way through. Let me just tell you something. You start having children in a family. They don't understand that. Oh, hallelujah. Praise. I'm not pastoring. I promise you. I'm just, I'm just. Life in the fourth quarter. We got a bunch. Pardon the expression. We just got a bunch of weenies for Jesus. Ain't worth hardly anything. I mean, they just always sick, always tired. They ain't gonna make a list by name of Cortis. They want the, they want a name, but they don't want to do what it takes to get a name. They don't want to do what it takes to say, you know what, I'm not my own. I'm bought with a price. They think just because they do a little bit of standard stuff, they drop in a little offering, I'm good with God. No, no, no. If you want to be written in the Lamb's book of life, you got to get something down in your heart that says, God, I don't care how much time, I don't care what I got to do, I'm going to be found faithful to you like I've never been found faithful before. Living life in the fourth quarter. Yes. The chains, the chains of habit seem light until they're too hard to break. The habits that you get in early, they can be broken but it takes even greater effort to break them. I said it takes greater effort to break them. But somebody, again, see, now, I mean, I'm preaching in some ways not really off, but I mean, when I think a quarter, I mean, a fourth. I mean, I, I, I had to believe, I mean, the guy just, it was like his parents was bored. Ah, uh, we'll just name him a quart. He's, he's three quarters empty anyways. I just no, 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 no great expectations from this child. We just, we just throw him out there, and see how he does. There's folks here. I, I, I mean, I've been around long enough. No, there's some adoptions here. I've talked. I've been around enough. I was in and out of foster homes. I know what it's like to have at 12 years old. My dad was in our first hold. They got to call it a holding home. And my sister and I was there. And my dad drove up. And I come walking in from school. And, and I walked up there. And my dad's there. And he's got my sister in the car. And he looks at me. He says, Joe, you know how it is. We'd just rather have your sister than you. And drove off away. And I stood there watching him. Like, I, I, I understand how it is to have folks just, you're a nothing. You'll never be a nothing. 
But watch what happens when somebody realizes who they are in Jesus. I'm reaching for some folks. I'm going to tell you something. There's young people that backslide. And they backslide. I know ultimately it's because of a, of they don't have a true relationship with God. I understand that. But there's a lot of other factors that come into those things. And when some have been through some of the things in life that others have never, it's real easy to go, well, if I was you, here's what I'd do. And if I was you, no, what they really need is somebody to say, hey, let me tell you something. I, I, I understand. I may not, and I'm, let me tell some of you, you ain't, well, how do I communicate with that? I ain't never been there. You don't have to be there to understand, but you can be there and say, you know what? You can be somebody in God. We're going to do something together. I, I see great potential in you. I, I see the glory of God. In, it may not be to preach. It may not be to be some great thing in the, in the church, but you're going to be great in the church because you're here. And you're going to raise a family in church. And you're going to do great things for God. It may not be you uh, that becomes the preacher, uh, but you may raise a son. Uh, and that one begins to preach. Uh, you may raise a daughter uh, that begins to sing. Cornus, uh, you're a nothing. Uh, you're a nobody. No, I'm in the church. Uh, and look, they call me a brother. They call me a sister. The highest honor you'll ever have in life. Several times the Apostle Paul, and Peter may write it too, I know the Apostle Paul was fond of it, called to be saints. Everybody in here, every young person. I'm getting you too confused. One of you, when you all first came, one of you was responding more easily than the other one. Which one is it? Okay, see, now neither one of you. Are. It's like the monkeys. But I've watched both of you, though, come into something in God. When we first came, and it wasn't just the normal bashfulness that everybody feels when you first come into a new environment. But there was some bondage there. There was some, there was some things there. Man, I, I don't know if I'll ever be excited. I don't know if I'll ever find anything. I don't know. And I've watched the power of the Holy Ghost. Church, that's a result of all of you. Brothers and sisters that said, hey, we're not going to let anybody fall by the way. As long, as long as I'm in this church, as long as brothers and sisters come, we're going to do everything we can. We ain't letting our babies go by the wayside. You may have come out of an environment that said you're a nothing and you're a nobody and nobody wants you, but not in this church. Here, we found a place that says, listen, whatever they said about you is out there, but you're in these walls now. You're in these walls now. We're building brothers. We're building sisters. We're building people that are going to be used of God for the glory of God. Oh, let's love the Lord. Come on. Come on. I love you, Jesus. Jesus. We love you. We love you. First Peter, brother, get it for me if you would. 
Now, I cannot help the Holy Ghost's presence, kind of like one of the pastor's scriptures, the Bible says that the Lord, the presence of the Lord was there present to heal them all. And so God could, God could help everybody here right now. There's, I, I mean, my heart just goes out to quite a number of folks here, everybody, but coming from my background, I, I, I understand Brother Cash and, and Brother, Brother Cooper. I knew it was the CC boys, but I couldn't remember which one. Brother Cash, Brother Cooper. I'm just telling you, my heart goes out to you, Phyllis. Some others that are here. Because I, I know I know some of what things life is like. I'm going to tell you something. You got a mama that's going faithful to God. And you got a pastor in a church. They want to see you succeed. Before it's all said and done, Brother Cash, Brother Cooper, at that Lamb's Book of Life, whenever the Lord comes, it may be tomorrow. It may be tonight. But you know what's up there right now? Cash, a brother. A Cooper, a brother. That's what's up there. You do everything in your power to make for certain that designation never gets lost. God, whatever other things I might accomplish in life or dreams that don't get accomplished, God, whatever I got to do, just let me keep brother or sister by my name. That's all I want to keep. But you don't understand what I, what, what I want to do, and I, I just feel like a loser. I feel like I, you got to get something in your, in your, down in your heart. It says, with God, all things are possible. I'm not living life trying to prove everybody wrong. You live that type of life, and you're going to end up a bitter individual, even, even if you have some degree of success. But if you learn to live your life, I want to just please God. I just want to please God. If you can do that, it don't matter what the background is. I'm pleasing God. God doesn't care what my name is. God doesn't care what my past is. I'm just pleasing him. And you'll see the glory of God coming to your families. Son, I was watching you. forgot your name. Andrew. Andrew. You know, Peter was an artist. Did you know that? Yes. As the Bible said he went to Jesus and Peter, Andrew, James, and John. So... Uh, and so, Brother Andrew, I watched you tonight, and I watched you praising God, and I watched the way you were praising God, and it was different from the other ways I've seen you praise God over a few services. You got into something the other night that changed your spirit. It's changed your countenance. Andrew, a brother. Doesn't matter what the past has been. Doesn't matter what the home life has been. It doesn't matter what you have or don't have. I'm a brother. And I'm called of God. Forgive me. I, I'm just going I'm gonna throw this out there real quick. And I normally don't go I, I wasn't even planning to do this. I, I really want to be done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, 
The only, the only thing I ever wanted in life was a relationship with a dad, father. That's all I ever wanted. Never had it. Obviously, my dad kicked me out of the house twice. And, uh, and when I came back to God, I thought for certain, I thought, man, maybe, maybe I'm not doing all the things I was and maybe I can get a hold of my dad. So I, I'm married, I'm married now, and, and, uh, and, and I tracked down his phone number. I called the fire, I called marshals, I called sheriff. I just tried to get a hold of my dad. Finally got a hold of his number. I called him, talked to him for all about five minutes. The next day they changed their phone number. I didn't hear anything two, three, four days, and, uh, or years. And all of a sudden I got a phone call from my sister, my my sister's stayed in contact with the family. She said, Dad wants to know if he can call you. I said, sure, he can call me. He called. I had, I had one and a half years. We never, it never was a whole big deal with my dad, actually one year. And uh, never repaired anything. Just, we got to talk. My daughter was getting ready to be born. He called uh, once a week just asking about my wife and my daughter. And, uh, and so, so it, it, it was neat, but I still never had that. The relationship I want. I am pastoring now. My dad kicked off in 1999, the year I started evangelizing full time. And so I don't think about him too often, other than music whenever Chicago comes on. And uh, he was a DJ in the 60s and 70s, and so I grew up with it, and that was our favorite group. So I know all the songs and so on. And so, so I, I don't think about him that often. But I remember I was pastoring in, in Oregon, and I'm shaving. I'll never forget it. I was shaving. And even, even with my pastor, by the time I came back to God, my pastor, there, the church was running 600. He ain't got time for Joseph all. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Just you got 600 people. I'm not going to be having some one-on-one -on -one time with him very much. And I'd meet with him about once a year, talk to him about direction, and, and, and the Lord was using us and things. And, but never had that relationship. And I'm shaving and I was getting ready for a church service. And I remember, I forget, I don't even know why, just in my mind, I said, God, I said, why? Why I never get a dad? What's wrong with me? And the Lord God spoke to me. Not a big voice. But he said, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Doesn't Matthew 6 say, Our Father, which art in the heavens? Doesn't he say that he's a father to the fatherless and to the orphans and to the widows? Oh, see, it just went real deep right now, didn't it? Oh, Brother Savala, I mean, I, I'm going to tell you, God will be everything you need him to be, Cordis, uh, if you just are satisfied with being a brother uh, in the fourth quarter. God, I just want to serve you the best of my ability. Whew. Let's love the Lord again right now. The Holy Ghost is all through here right now. God... I love you, Jesus. Lord, your word, Jesus, is ministering, Lord, to everybody in this sanctuary, God. Some, God, in a more unique way than others right now. All God's looking for 
all across this building is men and women that will make an absolute dedication in the fourth quarter. I'll just be happy, God, to be the best brother, to be the best sister that's ever been. Would you stand across this building with me right now? Lift your hands right where you are. Oh, come on, let's talk to the Lord right now. There's some here, if you, need, if you need to be baptized, you need the Holy Ghost, you can have it here tonight. But this is the importance of, of responding in every service. God moves a little differently in each service. God, whatever you want me to do, whatever I need to correct, God, help me to see me as you see me. As you see me. Let me tell the church something. Usually when we say God, we want to see, we want God to, we want to see ourselves as God sees us. And usually that's in consecration. Usually that's in, in, in repentance. Boy, if you could just see how yourself, how God sees you, you'd hit the altar and pray through whatever. And all that has its place. But right now, there is nothing wrong with some of us saying, God, I want to see in me what you see in me. I, I want to know what you see in me. God sees people in victory. God sees young men and young ladies that can do mighty things for God right now, not 10 years from now, right now. If I'll just grab a hold of the Lord in the fourth quarter. Time's wrapping up for us, folks. Some of us are old enough to, we've heard that 40, 50 years, 60 years. But it's closer now than it's ever been. What will you do with the fourth quarter? What will you do? Will you be the best brother, the best sister that the Lord's ever had, that the church has ever had? Pastor, you don't have to worry about me going anywhere. Pastor, you preach to me. Help me. But the one thing you don't have to worry, I ain't going out them doors and going to the world. I may be, I may get messed up. I may stumble in church, but I ain't going anywhere because I got to be the best brother and the best sister. I'll be, you help me. And while you're getting help, uh, call, Pastor, uh, whatever you need done, I'm going to hold up your hands. Uh, I'm going to be there for you. Sister, whatever you need done. And not, not just them, but my brother. Brother, whatever, however we, we got to make it. We're going to be the best brothers. Hey, nobody outside of Olathe, Kansas may know who you are. But God does. And he chose you. He chose us for such a time as this. He chose to heal us. He chose to let us go through some of the ailments. Why? Because I'm trying to help you become the best chorus that you can be. Nobody can take your place. 
Pastor, I was talking about that. Let me just tell you something. You could have 10, 15 folks come in and get the Holy Ghost. And what a, what a wonderful thing that would be. Brother, Sister Hilton, if somehow you all got crossways and walked out that door, how long you all been serving God? All your life. 25 years. Okay. <laughs> you walk out of church tomorrow, you have 20 folks come in, we'd rejoice. But you don't replace this. You can't replace you. Brother Andrew, you're not replaceable. Somebody else can sit in your seat, but nobody can replace you. God's looking for young men. Sister Haley. watch you throughout this revival. God has great things for you, girl. Listen to me. You got to quit living in the past and let God take you into your future. God's provided you great things. I love you. More importantly, the Lord does. And your name's written in a book right now with sister right by it. Don't let it ever be erased. Let's love the Lord together, the Holy Ghost. Life in the fourth quarter. I'm just looking. Oh, let's love him together. Come on, there's a, there's a sweet presence, a refreshing of the Holy Ghost that's here. Oh, we've danced, we've shouted. There's been, there's been outpourings of the Holy Ghost and miracles and healing. But God's moving in this service in a special way. Ah. Ah, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't feel like the Holy Ghost is through here right now. Come on, let's just really reach for the Lord. Let's love him. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Anybody wants to come around this front, you can. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me.
Take my hands, Lord, take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Pray with somebody if you feel it. Oh, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh. 